Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster, it's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going, dear boy? Yep, good morning, all good, thank you. How are you? Oh, spectacular, spectacular. And I'm spectacular because we've got another round of the second tier betting for you, ladies and gentlemen, with a very, very exciting week in the championship coming up. So we're going to go through our best bets for this coming weekend, and then we'll give you a little treble right at the end of the show as well. Please gamble responsibly, and when the fun stops, stop. Jimmy, how did we get on last week? Yeah, picked up where we left off um, from the week previous. The uh, mine app of Blackburn over 2.5 goals uh, landed only just in the end. Uh, I think it should have. I think it should have cruised in more convincingly. My next best of um, West Brom to win and both teams to score at four to one also came in. We was um, unfortunate uh, with your nap. His Bournemouth with two goals to the good put. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You say that, but I had it on bet three six five, and because Bournemouth were two goals ahead, it paid out. Technically, so my nap kind of came in if you had it on the right bookies, but uh, I'm going to count it as a bet that's come in. So that's the only three that we had. One, two, we've got another three out of six week, Jimmy. We it, it's good, but we want to do better, don't we? I don't know. I I think carry on like that over the season, we will take that. And I just I do want to blow my own trumpet a little bit because once again. Um, we got on a goal scorer prize, Dicky. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't rocket science getting the starters after the season. It was sixteen to one. We said we both said sixteen to one is not sticking around. He went to six to one. He's now permanently at six to one. So you know, we're, we're on the right lines again with the goal scorers. Um, mm. Obviously, just not not paying not paying dividends. It was also um, the also the bet West Brom and own goal score that has shortened to ten to one this week. I still, I, uh, that was that was your find. It's a great find. I, I'd still recommend anybody um, sticking to the stakes they had last week uh, and pursuing that once again over the course of the season. Yeah, and you uh, mentioned goal scorers who have got shorter. Bakuna, he's now thirteen to five, I think, after we tipped him not too long ago. Aidan Flint still five to one. He's not on my. Um tips this week but I was looking at that and I was a bit tempted because he is absolutely flying at the moment um, so yeah we're on the right lines aren't we with uh, many of our goal scorer shouts so it's another three out of six week for us last week but it is ultimately a profit and that's all that matters from our point of view Jimmy JTP let's go to the nap for this week what have you got what is your best bet for this weekend in the championship now, it's one uh, divided opinion between us two, I think. It's Fulham to win uh, at home to Stoke, and it's currently even money uh, uh, with uh, with most of them, that sort of standard price. And to be honest, in a nutshell, the implied probability is obviously 50% according to the odds, but uh, Fulham have won 77% of the games when priced accordingly. Um so I just think, what what does this show? What does this show? Obviously, it's it's just a bit of a, a flat boring statistic, but I think it shows um, how this Fulham side handle being favourites, um, particularly at home. Uh, and I think this idea is reinforced with the start they made to the season. Obviously, 
other things going to say is the squad, which is an absolute joke. The manager, which is an absolute joke. They've obviously gelled very quickly, 10 points on the board already. Uh, and look, like them and West Brom looks like the sides to be. Obviously, it is the championship and unpredictable as it is. I, I usually wouldn't want to be back in a price sort of this short when, when so much can go wrong and so much often does does uh, when the league does so throw up so many surprises and they are facing a Stoke side who have made an equally impressive start. I mean, the goal they scored the other weekend was sumptuous. I mean, they're, they're playing some great football, but just on, I'm just trying to look at this as, as uh, blindly as I can. I just think in the most literal sense, this price is value. And on paper, famous last words, I think Fulham should win comfortably. Yeah, uh, well, as you say, Fulham, they are favourites. I think they deserve to be favourites. However, as I'll go on to in a bit, I've got a bet which contradicts yours, which doesn't very doesn't happen very often <laughs> here on the second tier betting. From a listener's point of view, I imagine it's not ideal listening when you've got two uh, tipsters going against each other. But Fulham, they have got more talent than this Stoke side. I think that's undeniable, really. Alexander Mitrovic up front is just carrying on where he left off last time he was in the championship. Fabio Carvalho is looking like a real star player. He's someone who's really caught the eye so far this season. So they're rightly favourites, but as I'll go on to in a bit, I've got something else on my mind. My nap for this week is Luton to beat Sheffield United, which is 19-10. to 10 at bet 365 this is one of those crazy occasions where a team who's picked up just one point in their first four games is still somehow favorites to win with the bookies i, I totally understand it usually considering the amount of talent sheffield united have available to them but they have been so poor so far this season they've lost the expected goals battle in every game so far bar the draw is Swansea where they only just narrowly edged it they're just so timid going forwards and only managed to score their first league goal last weekend but Luton on the other hand they're coming off the back of a 5-0 battering by Birmingham but I very much believe that this is an anomaly. Strangely, Luton have had a few hidings over the last two seasons. They've had three matches in that time where they've lost by four goals or more. But in the game afterwards, they've won twice and drawn. So I wouldn't worry about a hangover with these Luton boys. When you've got the atmosphere that you've got in their dressing room, they won't be, you know, they won't be rooing over a big battering like that. They've had a strong start to the season and look particularly threatening going forwards. And I just think it is crazy that they're outsiders for this game, considering when you look at the data side of things with expected goals, both teams are in different leagues at the moment because Sheffield United are really dragging their heels while Luton, all bar that Sheffield, uh, that Birmingham game last weekend, are looking a really tidy side. So 19 to 10 for me screams value all day long. And I know, Jimmy, you're a big Blaze boy, but are you kind of getting what I'm hinting at here? No, 100%, and I'm agreeing with it big time. I think to, to, to the only thing I will caveat what you're saying with it is it's it's a weak point, but Sheffield United came from behind against Derby in the Cup uh, in midweek, and mm-hmm. 
there was a whiff. Uh, I'm obviously a fan. I was at the game. There's obviously there was a bit of a whiff of sort of almost um, hope, uh, but it was against Derby. Uh, it was a highly changed side, and I, nobody quite understands what we're trying to do yet. I, I mean, the fans, players. I don't think uh, Slavan Yukanovic uh, has managed to. Uh, translate that message to the players. I don't think he's got the squad he wants. And we saw a bit of a, a bit of a riff, uh, a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a bit of a salty comments from him after with regards to the board not giving him what he wants. Um, as for Luton, um, they don't strike like you said. They don't strike me as a team who's going to dwell, dwell, uh, who's going to uh, dwell on a dwell on a heavy loss. If anything, he's going to just make him angry and. Uh, reaction as the statistics shows and finally a final point I want to make in terms of cycles I feel like clubs often run in cycles um, in terms of squads uh, and managers I mean you've got on one hand you've got the host Luton rank outsiders they just come into the peak everything's just sort of uniting in terms of squad quality um, how they're playing and obviously um, enhanced on, a, on an individual level this game will be by getting thumped last game they're going to get the reaction Sheffield United not not in crisis he's just at the start of a transition and there is evidently massive teething problems so uh, almost two to one get loot I would certainly get Luton on side in any way possible any way possible yeah. Well, it's draw no bet, loot and draw no bet is around evens, which I wouldn't put people off either if they're they're thinking of having it in some sort of multiple. Um, I just think it's a cracking bet. What is your next best bet for this weekend, Jimmy? My next best bet is in the um, Peterborough-West Brom fixture, and I've gone for Matt Phillips' anytime goal scorer. <sighs> It's seven to two with Betfair and Paddy Power. I've also had a little punt on the brace at twenty-five to one, and an even little punt on the hat trick at three hundred and twenty-five to one. I do. I can I have a? Can I have a little guess why you're having Matt Phillips? Is it to do with a certain striker for West Brom now being unavailable to play this weekend? Absolutely. Shut <laughs> you. Know, I, thought, I thought I were ahead of the curve with this. I thought I was going to break the news. But uh, yes, Callum Robertson tested positive for COVID. Ishmael revealed. Um, I think it was after I saw a journalist tweet it after they get after they got thumped uh, after their second team got thumped six 0 by Arsenal last night. So I would you'd assume he won't be able to play this weekend, although it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, he, he won't be playing this weekend. No, when, when you get COVID, that means you're pretty much. It's a good thing they've got the international break, so it'll probably be the only game that he misses. But he's definitely going to miss this weekend. So yeah, carry on. Yeah, our quality. Well, obviously not for him or West Brom, but good news for the bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it should mean um, Phillips continues centrally. We saw him in at that role against uh, Blackburn. We know Ishmael likes his big, strong physical presences in um, a fluid attacking trio. That's what he usually deploys. Uh, there is a possibility that uh, Hugo could come straight in Um However, given how Phillips, how well Phillips led the line in the last game, uh, I think that would be harsh. I don't know if I'm being hopeful, um, but he had four shots. Obviously, scored once, hit the woodwork as well, and generated an xG of one point zero four. He's never, he's never been prolific as such, but um, I think Valerian Ishmael is is the man that could make him, and it'll be brimming with confidence after that last performance. It's also worth noting. Um, 
a lot of the Baggies fans are stunned at the contrast uh, from last season's Phillips to this season's mm. in terms of fitness uh, and just how like sprightly and confident he looks. So I think at 4.5, especially in comparison to the uh, West Brom's other strikers' prices, I think um, statistically you can po- you can find uh, problems with it. But uh, from a from a sort of personal, not personal, from a looking at it from this season in the current circumstances, I think it, it's a tasty price. I 100% agree with that. I think that is a brilliant shout, Jimmy. It, it is worth mentioning for any listener to keep an eye out on the lineups. This is one that I'd kind of wait until we actually see the lineups because you're right, Hugo might come straight to the side, but I would imagine it probably will be Phillips just because Hugo hasn't had much time getting used to Valerian Ishmael's system. But if you get someone who's playing as the main striker at that price, it's a big old price, especially at a West Brom side that you'd expect to comfortably beat Peterborough this season. So, yeah, I, I think you've picked out a worldy of a price there, Jimmy, my boy. Yeah, you can, uh, sorry, it's with Paddy and Betfair. Uh, you can cash them out if you want to get on now. Because uh, I didn't mention the price is... Uh, Pegged much closer to where I'd have it with uh, Bet365, so it could sort of creep down. So it's no risk if you want to have it now. Just set a reminder on your phone, and you can cash it out. Uh, line up when lineups come out. Yeah, another good way of going about it. My next best bet is Fulham and Stoke to draw twelve to five on Sky Bet. Now this is a game between two sides who are joint top of the league. It's also the game between the two sides with the best defenses in the division in terms of expected goals this season and my instinct is these two could cancel each other out both teams have been exceptional so far as we were just talking about with Fulham rightly favourites for this game because of the players they've got available but I think Michael O'Neill the Stoke manager will be aware of that so it wouldn't surprise me to see him set up his team just to grind out a point Middlesbrough showed on the opening day how to do it they've showed that it's possible and I think Michael O'Neill will be more than happy with getting anything from a Craven Cottage. So I'm looking at this thinking 12 to 5 is good value, considering I struggled to see a Stoke win. Fulham favourites, but at the same time, um, Michael O'Neill will be happy with the point. And uh, at the same time, I don't think Fulham will be completely distraught if they were to uh, only get a point as well. So I'm looking at that thinking 12 to 5 is my next best bet on a Fulham and Stoke to draw this weekend. We've already gone through yours, Jimmy, because uh, you contradict me on that. Just the only thing I'll say about the like in the Fulham, uh, reposing Fulham is, the, the, sides, um, the sides opening fixtures, I mean, Stoke, are, they're both on the same amount of points, but Stoke have played Forest, uh, Swansea, and uh, uh, the Forest and Swansea both struggling. They drew away at Birmingham, uh, which is looking like an impressive point as it at, at the way Birmingham have started. And they beat Reading on opening day. And Reading are in all kinds of trouble off the pitch. Fulham have, Fulham have um, gone to the den. They thumped Huddersfield. And they also got a point against a stubborn Boris side. So it's just... It, it, you, the league table might be fibbing a little bit with Stoke, but they certainly made a good start, haven't they? 
they've looked very impressive in those four games so far. I, I can say that, but I take your point about who they've played thus far because it is only four games into the season, of course. Right, long shot time. This is my favourite part of the show, Jimmy. Who have you got as your long shot this weekend? It's uh, going back to the baggies trip to Posh and West Brom to be winning come 10 minutes. It's under the specials tabs uh, tab at uh, 7.5 with bet365. And um, so obviously small uh, sample sizes given it's the start of the season. And I'm always sort of grappling with myself as to, is it, is it a team running on hot? Is it, are you getting ahead of the curve by betting on stuff? But I think I've seen enough of West Brom to know that uh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a theme, a theme of their play, especially under Valerian Ishmael's. Uh, they are by no means slow starters. They scored in the first minute um, against Blackburn, the fifth against Luton, and I'm pretty sure they had one goal disallowed, if not two, before they eventually took the lead after 25 minutes against Sheffield United. Um, Posh, on the other hand, have gone behind in three quarters of their four, uh, three quarters of the fixture so far, uh, two of which. Uh, they were trailing by half time, so if um, if they are going to make a slow start, it's certainly the baggies will certainly punish them. Uh, the only thing I will sort of caveat this bet with is uh, to win inside ten minutes. It's I, I've struggled to quantify um, if it's a valuable play or not. So I just sort of recklessly gone with my gone with my with my gut on this, and like I think uh, over the course of the season, especially uh, given the opposition. Uh, the pedigree of this opposition, I think this would be a valuable play. Um, but uh, I wouldn't go nuts with the stakes because it could be all over in ten minutes, obviously. But uh, I think it's I think it's a bit of an interesting way in. Yeah, I like that. West Brom have shown so far that they are not afraid to be flying out the traps, are they? Um, so it makes sense. And as you say, you've gone with your gut. Usually, long shots are going with your gut, aren't they? Otherwise, the bookies, it's very surprising when you find something that has the data backing it up that the bookies haven't spotted because they're all so over it yeah. nowadays. So, yeah, I, that makes complete sense to me as well. Uh, my long shot is at the East Midlands Derby. I've gone Derby to win 1 0 against Nottingham Forest, 6 to 1 at Bet Victor. Now, both these teams are struggling for goals so far this season. Derby have managed to get three in their four games so far, but the three that they've scored have been against teams who aren't the greatest of sides. And uh, looking at the data side of things as well, they're not exactly creating chances for fun. Meanwhile, Forest are even worse. They are really, really struggling when it comes to going forwards at the moment. They are... Well, Forest fans put it this way. They're saying we're not seeing many forward passes at the moment, which is not a very good sign at all. Um, so I'm expecting this to be low scoring and the recent history as well is pointing at a low scoring game. The last eight league games between these two have seen under 2.5 goals. So don't expect this to be a goal fest by any means. And looking at the actual games themselves, we've seen Derby v Forest be more of a kicking fest than uh, anything else, really. Um, so, yeah, I I'm not expecting this to be an absolute classic for the neutral in terms of <laughs> sexy football. It might be entertaining in terms of the violence that we see on the pitch, but I am hinting <laughs> towards a, a Derby win just because Forest are in such a state at the moment. They are looking 
Like a, it, it's looking like a really miserable place at the moment, the city ground. And it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Hewton sacked after this game, if Derby were to win. Meanwhile, Derby, very positive at the moment. I always think in a Derby that uh, it's down to who wants it more. And Derby seem to have more local lads in the team who want it more and will know how much it means to the fans. So I'm definitely siding with a Derby win here. As I say, I think it's going to be low scoring. So 1-0, Derby to beat Forest, 6-1 at Bet Victor. My long shot for this weekend. Let's finish off, Jimmy, with our treble. So this is something we've just started doing and we've gone for a nice simple one this week. We've gone with our two naps, which are Fulham and Luton. I've gone Luton draw no bet in the treble just to uh, take a, away a bit of risk because I think Luton are more of a value bet than a treble kind of bet really and then we're chucking in West Brom as well that pays 10 uh, that's 10 pounds which pays 66 pound at Sky Bet which is a nice tidy treble to keep you over for the coming weekend and that just about brings us up to date with our bets for this weekend on the second tier betting ladies and gentlemen as always please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops stop it's an international break next week. And guess what? You'll still be able to get your weekly dose of us because we'll be giving you our best bets for the players to be included in the England squad next year. Now's the better time to have a punt on that to get some value. I've already got my picks sorted. Have you got your picks sorted, Jimmy? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Are you, uh, how are you feeling about uh, your picks? Very excited. You just want to, like we we mentioned it before. You scroll down the list, scroll down. You've got a few players in mind. You scroll down the list. Mm. Where are they? Why aren't they evens? What the three to one, four to one? What it's thirty-three to one. Yep, yeah. exciting. Well, it's hard to find value in the England squad because I'll say it now: twenty-five of the players on there who are available to bet on are odds-on, and this is for a twenty-three-man squad. So how does that make sense? But we've managed to find some players whoever caught our eye in terms of prices. So you'll be able to find out about that next week, ladies and gentlemen. As always, please get my responsibility when the fun stops. Stop. This has been the second tier betting. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. 